Oh, my God. 
minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Friday, Erev Shabbos. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Hallelujah, 
Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. Good morning, everybody. Netzach Yisrael, of course. That's Yaakov Shweki. 
Um, uh, before that, the Zmiros medley done by Yankee Lemmer. Ani Mamin from the Waterbury album. Uri Davidi, brand new with Halalu. Birkat HaOreach, brand new from Ohad. Halaluhu from Avremel, Avram Fried. Shlomo Kalbach, whose yard side was yesterday with Mikdash. And, of course, Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a, what is today? <laughs> Welcome to a Friday. You'd think I'd remember that today is Friday. <laughs> After all, I'm pretty thankful, as many of you are, that today's Friday. Welcome to a Friday on this November the 15th, day 17 in the month of Mar Cheshvan, the year 5780. Tufshin uh, Pei. It's Erev Shabbos Parshas Vayera with candlelighting time at 4.18 in New York. 4.18 is candlelighting time. It's pretty early around the world, so make sure you know when candles, when candlelighting is where you are. And um, tonight is, of course, the yard site of the 11 Kedoshim who were murdered last year on Shabbos in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We are proud that we were there this week to pay tribute to them and to um, do some inspiring programming from the JCC in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. J.M. and the A.M. with 38 degrees, 61% humidity. Winds are west at 5 miles per hour. Mostly sunny today in New York with a high of 54. Then tonight, partly cloudy, low 32. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, a high temperature, 41 degrees. Uh, Sunday looks pretty good as well. Big shout-out to TABC. I'll see you Sunday morning at the open house for TABC. And those of you who are parents of uh, young men in 8th grade, I hope you'll come over and say hi this coming Sunday at the TABC Open House. Right now, Yerushalayim is at 68. We're at 38 in New York as we say good morning at JM and the AM. Support the great work that we do here at JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. You could sponsor part or all of a JM and the AM broadcast. You could even sponsor a Bayudin this morning if you wish, in memory of somebody or in honor of somebody. Uh, just do so right now by going to fjbunity.org and uh, click on Sponsorship Opportunities. Uh, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and we thank you. Coming up at 9 o'clock, Table for Two with Naomi Nachman is a supersized show from Kosher Fest from this week. Oh, and I got a um, I got a communique from Malcolm Honeline. Uh, he's got a complicated day this morning. Uh, apparently, he is landing, if I've read this correctly, and I think I did, uh, apparently he is landing. Oh, I wish I could pull this up. Here it is. Apparently, he is landing later today from Baku. Yeah. And then tonight, he'll be at Fifth Avenue Synagogue for the Mizrahi event. And then tomorrow night, he'll be at the Young Israel of Woodmere for the Menachem Begin documentary event. So he is back for tonight's event uh, for Shabbos in, uh, in, uh, on the Upper East Side. And uh, he is also obviously back for tomorrow night at the Young Israel of Woodmere. He is not back for us for this morning. So there will be no weekly update today. I apologize for the late notice, but there will be no weekly update today. I have invited, uh, toward the end of the 7 o'clock hour, I've invited Yishai Fleischer to join us. He's been in Israel this week and is traveling in the United States as of today. He's an international spokesperson for the Jewish community of Hebron and broadcasts with the Land of Israel Network. And I thought a week like this, where a lot of people are going to be tuning in and we're going to be getting together to uh, hear the latest from Israel, be a good idea to get his perspective and uh, to hear his uh, analysis and conjecture about what the Israeli government's going to do at this point after the really difficult week that the citizens of Israel had. So Yishai will join us toward the end of the uh, 7 o'clock hour. Malcolm Honeline will return next week on the 22nd of November. Uh, we'll do a full um, a weekly update then uh, one week 
from today. I want to thank those who have been commenting on the app. Feel free to go to the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Good morning, Nahum. Can you play some Kalbach Mim Komcha and Menucha Vesimcha? We'll certainly do at least one of them coming up. Trucker Yitch, Shabbat Shalom, y'all. This Shabbos we read Torah portion of Rosh Hashanah. So a happy new year to all. <laughs> I never thought of that. Parshas Vayera. Yeah, Rosh Hashanah. Nice, Trucker Yitz. And the listener, Abe, you know who that is. He's tuned in from Beit Shemesh where he claims it's sun showering. Baruch Hashem. Their first rain in several days. And Avrami says Shabbat Shalom to all. If you're not subscribed to the NSN, if you're not subscribed to the Nachum Single Network newsletter, Simply send Avrami a uh, an email, and he'll subscribe. To, he'll subscribe you immediately. A F A F at nachomsegel dot com. A F at nachomsegel dot com. And again, he'll make sure to subscribe you and to uh, get you going to be a regular when it comes to um, getting the newsletter every single week. All right. So there you have it, and I noticed that over the last couple of days, I guess because of our programming from Pittsburgh, our list of uh, our list of um, registered users on our app continues to go up and up, way over 6,000 at this point, which is amazing, and I thank you for that. And if you have not yet registered on the app, do so, because then every everything we provide is free. You just got to be a registered user, and uh, and that's it. So go to the NSN app. And take care of that if you have not done so yet. 20 minutes before 7 o'clock. Well, we promised the Shlomo Kalbach Mim Komcha, right? Here it is at JM in the AM.
zu dem ganzen Steins, wie groß ist der Käse der
named Penny. That's called Yamino here at JM in the AM. Before that, One Peaceful Friday Night, that was done by Jep. A real classic, if you think back to the uh, the glory days of Jewish music. That was a big one. That was a really big one. Uh, before that one, you heard uh, Ms. Marshir by Shia Rubenstein. Diaspora had Shabbat Shalom and, of course, had Kalbach Bim Komcha by request here at JM in the AM. Golly, it's all in the background. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN NachumSingle Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Golly, it's all in the background. Golly, it's all Israel Army Radio. 2 p.m. newscast for a Friday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM in the AM. גלי צה"ל השעה שתיים, כנהוד גרף עם מה שקורה עכשיו. אחרי הבוקר השקט, התלמידים בדרום צפויים לחזור לשגרה מלאה עם תחילת השבוע הבא. כתבנו לענייני חינוך דורון קדוש מוסר שראשי הרשויות בעוטף עזה קיימו הערכת מצב מחודשת ובסופה החליטו להסיר את כל המגבלות. היום נשארו עשרות אלפי תלמידים בבתיהם למען הזהירות יום רביעי ברציפות. איראן רוצה בחיסול מדינת ישראל בלבד, לא העם היהודי. כך מבחין היום המנהיג העליון חמינאי. 
בכנס דתי בטהרן טען חמינאי כי המטרה האיראנית היא שיהודים, מוסלמים ונוצרים, כל אזרחי פלסטין כלשונו, יוכלו לבחור את שלטונם. מסרה כתבתנו עמית חדד. המשטרה עצרה בגליל שני חשודים בהחזקת אמצעי לחימה. האחד, תושב המועצה המקומית דיר חנה, בן 26, נתפס כשבידיו תת-מקלה מסוג קרלו, רימוני הלם, מחסניות ועוד תחמושת רבה. האחר, בן 19, נעצר במועצה המקומית סאג'ור, לאחר שהסליק רובה מאולתר באדמה. כתבנו קובי מנדל מוסר שהשניים יובאו היום לדיון בהארכת מעצרם בבית משפט השלום בחיפה. מדד המחירים לצרכן עלה בארבע עשיריות האחוז בחודש אוקטובר. כך מפרסמת כעת הלשכה המרכזית לסטטיסטיקה. כתבנו לענייני כלכלה ניתאי ענבי מוסיף שמדד מחירי הדירות עלה בשתי עשיריות האחוז בחודשים יולי ואוגוסט והשלים עלייה של אחוז ותשע עשיריות בחישוב שנתי. מדד מחירי הדירות החדשות ירד בשני אחוזים וארבע עשיריות כשמחצית מהעסקאות החשובות בו היו במסגרת תוכנית מחיר למשתכן. מזג האוויר גשמים מקומיים בצפון ובמרכז הצפויים להתפשט בהדרגה בהמשך היום עד לצפון הנגב עם סופות רעמים יחידות. קיים חשש לשיטפונות בנחלי המזרח. מחר יוסיפו לרדת גשמים מקומיים ברחבי הארץ עד לשעות הערב. הטמפרטורות ירדו במהלך סוף השבוע ויהיו רגילות לעונה. ביום ראשון התחממות. אלה החדשות שערך היום עידו דוד כהן.
Friday morning on this era of Shabbos Parshas Vayera, candlelighting at 418 in New York. Hello, everybody. Eight minutes after 7 o'clock. Tonight, the yard site of the Kadoshim, those who were, were murdered last year in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We were glad to uh, bring you the show on uh, Wednesday, which a lot of people, thank God, found very inspiring uh, with a lot of very, very poignant elements uh, on Wednesday regarding Jewish unity, brotherhood, uh, perseverance, resilience it was really a uh a poignant show and i'm glad that uh, we got the reaction that we did from around the world and this was of course at the same time that our that our friends in israel had been uh, going through what they were going through you know yesterday morning i never even read this um a comment that came through on the app one of our listeners in israel wrote well, it's back to school for many of the 300,000 Israeli students who are home for two days due to the recent attacks. Many are still home today, meaning Thursday. Let's pray for the safety of our soldiers and citizens and how true that is. And uh, I thank those who are commenting on the app with important messages regarding Pittsburgh, regarding Israel, um, frankly, regarding uh, all of our brothers and sisters around the world. Um, 
Listener Nahum writes, thank you, Nahum. One peaceful Friday night is an oldie but goodie, that's for sure. Uh, Nahum is the man, listener wrote. <laughs> Yamino, who sang that? Um, and then asked what happened to Moshe Yes. Moshe Yes, unfortunately, is no longer with us, but his music does live on. Sorry about that, excuse me. Uh, his music certainly does live on. Yamino was sung by a, uh, I believe we can refer to him as a new artist, somebody introduced to me this week by Surly Meyer, a new artist whose name is a Pinny, P-I-N-I. He's got a brand new album, and that song, Yamino, is the uh, opener off of that uh, brand new album. So congratulations to him from all of us here at the JM and the AM. So uh, someone mentioned, uh, as we said, someone just mentioned on the app, uh, Moshe Yes. So uh, once Moshe Yes passed away a few years ago, um, a wonderful group of musicians and artists put together a uh, a Moshe Yes uh, tribute album, The Yes Legacy. And it was a double CD, and a lot of people, a lot of great people in the industry participated. And this was Avraham Rosenblum, the legend from Diaspora Yeshiva Band. This was his contribution to that album, The Yes Legacy. Here it is for you at JM in the AM.
had a friendly word to say When he came by they all just looked away The mention of his name just brought a frown He was known as the miser of the town In synagogue they never called his name him up and down They were told he was the miser of the town Well the years they came and went No one saw a penny spent And he spent his final hour all alone And when they heard he died Not a single person cried And they buried him somewhere without a stone with Miser of the Town, and before that you heard Avram Rosenblum with um, Give Me a Minion, and they're, they're both off the Yes Legacy album, tribute to the music of Moshe Yes, so what prompted that was the comment about Moshe Yes on the app by one of our listeners, and I thank you uh, for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed that here at JM the Um Well, AJA Carpool number 255 is on the road. Oh yes, they're on the road down in Atlanta, and they're wishing Shabbat Shalom to everybody. Thank you, listener Daniel. Daniel's been one of those really, really dedicated listeners. 
one of the key people in our audience for a long, long time, even before he got down to Atlanta. So I thank him. And when we got to Atlanta, he was our first call. We were literally, when we got there in January, it was literally like, hey, uh, or maybe it was December of last year. Hey, Danielle, we're in town. Can you meet? We need your advice. And sure enough, he was Johnny on the spot, to say the least. Friday morning on this November the 15th, the 17th of Marcheshvan. Tonight, the art site of those who perished in the, who were murdered, I should say, in the attack last year in Pittsburgh. We remember them this Shabbos. It's Arab Shabbos Parshas Vayera, candlelighting at 418. So earlier, I uh, got a text from Malcolm Honline that he is landing today from Baku and is not going to be able to join me for the weekly update at 740 Eastern Time this morning. And... Um, he is, by the way, for those of you who are concerned, because I know there are a lot of people out there, <laughs> there are a lot of people out there who have uh, plans for Shabbos and for the weekend. Uh, those of you who are concerned, he will be there tonight at Fifth Avenue Synagogue for the RZA event, and he will be there tomorrow night at the Young Israel of Woodmere for the Begin documentary event. But uh, because of the flight schedule, he's not able to join us this morning here at JM in the AM. So our next weekly update is. Um, our next weekly update is um, is next week on the 22nd of November. I've invited Yishai Fleischer, um, who is uh, somebody that this audience has always enjoyed. I've invited him on the air. He's, of course, international spokesperson for the Jewish community of Hebron. He broadcasts with the Land of Israel Network and writes a lot, many columns in many different places. And I've invited him on this morning here at JMNAM. He'll join us coming up. He's in America today. He was in Israel this week. And we'll talk about what uh, happened in Israel this week and what uh, his impressions are about how the government is handling things, etc., etc. So Yishai Fleischer joining us at about 7.45 this morning here on a Friday at JM in the AM. And don't forget, by the way, we have an amazing day all day long on Friday here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Table for two with Naomi Nachman this morning is supersized because it's a show that she did from Kosher Fest. So that starts at 9 a.m. at 10.30 Eastern Time, the Arab Shabbos show with Mark Zamek, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Then the Arab Shabbos music mix, the Harry Rothenberg, Parshas Vayera video blog. Uh, tomorrow night, Avrami and Rabbi Eliezer Zwickler on uh, Saturday Night Siegel, beginning at uh, 9 p.m. Sunday, it's JM Sunday with Matis, uh, between 7 and 9 a.m. Eastern Time. So you should be tuned in all weekend long as well as we continue with amazing programming all the way from now until we get back here on Monday morning at JM in the AM. Here's Yaakov Shweki.
A prayer for the state of Israel as we keep our brothers and sisters in mind on this era of Shabbos after the week they've had in Israel. 7.30 in the morning, JM in the AM. Uh, you heard Yaakov Shweki before that with Aish. I got. I don't know how many, thank God, Belia and Hara, I have gotten many, many, many wonderful phone calls over the years from uh, Dr. Rosenstein. I was thinking about it because he just told me about the uh, most recent simcha in the family, and we have probably, thank God, Bliyayin Hara, Kane Yerbu, we have just announced, thank God, so many amazing uh, weddings, engagements, bar mitzvahs of um, so many of his children and great-grandchildren. And sure enough, the Rosenshines are celebrating, uh, along with the... Uh, with the Neemans and the extended family, a great-grandson's bris this coming Sunday morning happening in Muncie, New York. Uh, so to Tamar and to uh, Naftali, we say mazal tov from all of us here at uh, JM and the AM and to the entire Rosenstein Mishpacha. Really amazing. Sometimes you have to just stop and realize the kind of privilege we've had to share so much amazing news, Baruch Hashem, for so many families around the uh, Jewish world for all these years. And, as I said, the Rosenshines and their extended family are going to be celebrating the bris of a great-grandson this coming Sunday morning. Unbelievable. JM and the AM, feel free to comment on our app. 
Um, go to the NSN Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. GZ Settler says it's a crazy downpour now in Givat Zev. All right, that's good news. The Holy Land getting some uh, much-needed water. Listener Bracha said this Shabbos is also the 18th yard site of our dear friend and classmate who was murdered in a terrorist attack in French Hill. Shoshana Rachel Bat Yitzchak Hashem Yikom Dama. And that's 18 years ago. Uh, tonight is also the art site of uh, Rabbi Meir Kahana, who was murdered in New York 29 years ago tonight, right? 29 years ago, that would be. Wow. I remember that like it was yesterday, frankly. And, of course, tonight is the art site of uh, the Kedoshim of uh, Pittsburgh, who were murdered in that terrible attack um, uh, one year ago in Pittsburgh the greatest attack on the Jewish community in the history of the United States of America. Friday morning on this Erev Shabbos. Reminder, our next weekly update is a week from today. Malcolm Honline returning from Baku this morning, not able to arrange his travel schedule to join us. He will be at Young, at Fifth Avenue Synagogue tonight. He will be at Young Israel of Woodmere tomorrow night. Don't worry, but uh, he is uh, traveling as we speak, so he's not able to join us. I've asked Yishai Fleischer to join us this morning. He's spokesperson for the uh, Holy City of Hebron, uh, works with the Land of Israel Network, and is a commentator and broadcaster in Israel. He's actually now in the U.S., and he'll join us coming up in about 15 minutes from now here at JM in the AM. And we'll get his take on what happened this week in Israel. So Yishai Fleischer is on the way. Keep it here for that at JM in the AM. Candlelighting in New York is 418 and very early around the world. So keep that in mind as you get ready for Shabbos on this Friday. And this is uh, Isaac Bitone and Lachado D at JM in the AM.
ביקשתי בן, נתת לי, ביקשתי בת, נתת לי, ביקשתי בית עם המון ברכה ממשפחה. את הפנסה, נתת לי, את Friday morning on this hour of Shabbos. But as I mentioned earlier, Malcolm Holine is on his way back from Baku and is not going to be able to join us this morning. That was Simcha Leiner with Harbei Nachat. Yishai Fleischer is coming up next. We're going to check in with him. Land of Israel Network spokesperson for the Holy City of Hebron. We will check in with him next, coming up at the JM in the AM. And uh, we'll have that for you in just a moment. I want to remind our friends that uh, in our audience at jewishworldview.com gives you an opportunity to print out before Shabbos Thousands of articles, if you wish. No joke. Thousands of articles about what's happening in Israel and the Jewish world. We are highly recommending JewishWorldReview.com. You print out those articles, you read them over Shabbos, and you become even more educated about what's going on in this amazing, and some people would say, crazy world of ours. 
Oh, yeah, simple as that. Uh, JewishWorldview.com, check it out and enjoy. Uh, Yishai Fleischer coming up. As I said, the weekly update with Malcolm Holmline returns one week from today right here at JM in the AM. Friday morning, great Arab Shabbos selection from Mordechai ben David Rachem Bechazdecha here at JM in the AM. Um, as we mentioned, uh, Malcolm Homeline and the weekly update returns one week from today. Malcolm is traveling right now back from Baku. Don't worry, he will be at the RZA event tonight at Fifth Avenue Synagogue. He will be there tomorrow night, the Young Israel of Woodmere, for the Begin documentary event, but he's not able to join us this morning because he's traveling as we speak back from Baku. Uh, next weekly update, one week from today. It's Erev Shabbos, Parshas Vayera, candlelighting time at 4.18 on this Erev Shabbos. Well, with everything that happened, and I assume to a degree continues to go on this week in Israel, we've invited uh, Yishai Fleischer on the air. He's, of course, the international spokesperson spokesperson for the holy city of Hebron. He uh, works with the Land of Israel Network and uh, writes and broadcasts a tremendous amount um, from the state of Israel. He happens to be in the U.S. right now, but, of course, he spent the bulk of the week in the Holy Land, as you would suspect. Yishai Fleischer, shalom, shalom. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Shalom, Nachum. And uh, I love it when you have me on instead of uh, Nachum Homeline. I'm like, I, I, you know, I'm like a tiny little foot inside a giant shoe. Okay? Well, so, I, mean, I, I wouldn't say instead of. I would say coincidentally <laughs> that, yeah, that, right. that once he canceled, we scheduled you. Uh, and anyway, totally fine. Anyway, it's a pleasure, pleasure to have you on. Let's start backwards for a moment before we talk about, in all seriousness, a serious situation in Israel. Uh, is the holy city of Hebron gearing up for one week from today when you will see tens of thousands of people for Parashat Chaye Sarad descend on the holy city? Yeah, uh, we're expecting about thirty to 40,000 people. And also, by the way, and not just visitors, regular Visitors, we also have about a tenth of the Knesset, right? Wow. Ten to twelve Knesset members show up, ministers, and then that means that we also have to house all their security and all that, that stuff. Uh, but basically, Am Yisrael signals uh, to Hashem, to God, to ourselves, and also to the world 
And when we read the Torah portion of Chayesara, which bespeaks of Abraham's first purchase in the land of Israel, that we mean it, that this is the place, that we honor that purchase, that we're witnesses to that purchase, and that we're the children uh, who have inherited that purchase. And that Hebron is ours, uh, Judean Samaria is ours. Uh, this is the land that was both purchased and, of course, also given to us by God on, on so many fronts, on so many uh, ways of, of, of seeing it and arguing it. This is our land, including, by the way, by international law and, and, and all of the other parameters that people usually uh, connect to land ownership. This is our land. But the way we prove it is through celebration, through Jewish simcha. We come together on Shabbat, 40,000 people. Chabad is putting up a tent for 3,000 people wow. to eat. Uh, we're talking about uh, uh, huge money outlays, um, uh, and, and the, the Israeli police is very involved in order to make sure that all the buses get there before Shabbat and that everything moves traffic, you know, because we're talking about uh, a small Jewish area within the broader PA-controlled city of Hebron. Yeah, well, so, as, so you, as you know, I've seen this up close and personal, and it's uh, it, it's simply remarkable to see what happens there on Friday and just how beautiful the Shabbat is. So that, there you have it, everybody. Uh, in Hebron next Shabbos, tens of thousands of people uh, as you would expect for Shabbat Parashat Chayi Sarai. Yishai Fleischer with us live via telephone. All right, Yishai, to the events of this week, in some ways I think to people like yourself and obviously the, the, the millions that live in Israel, uh, this is just a, uh, unfortunately, uh, a repeat, an encore. This seems to happen uh, every once in a while, and uh, Israel goes ahead and does what any freedom-loving country would do, and that is eliminate those who who have in the past and continue to have a desire to, to kill its citizens. And then, of course, the reaction uh, that um, that Israel gets, the rockets raining down from Gaza on its citizens, and then the reaction from around the world, anybody who we deem as sensible, understanding the self-defense and what Israel needs to do, and uh, others uh, coming from a completely different point of view in terms of Israeli response to all of this. First of all, could you tell us what the situation is right now. I know in the middle part of the week, what I just described was very active. What's happening now in the state of Israel? Uh, there's a brokered ceasefire, um, which basically means that the rockets have stopped raining down, and I think that that's what the Israeli government kind of banked on when uh, they killed these uh, Islamic Jihad operatives. Uh, they expected a, a reaction. They also expected to somehow, like, we have a word in Israel which means like to swallow up or to kind of deal with it, you know, accept the reality that there's going to be this kind of response, which is uh, over 400 rockets that flew out of uh, Gaza, operated ostensibly by Islamic Jihad, but also with support of Hamas or tacit support of Hamas, which is a different organization. Islamic Jihad is a more pro-Iranian uh, organization. And uh, the Israeli government, the Israeli officials, the Israeli military decided to take out some of the a leading commanders calling him a, a ticking, uh, calling them a, a ticking time, a time bomb. So, you know, that we kind of the Israeli army didn't respond too harshly to the 400 plus rockets that flew out of Gaza, except of course by shooting them down with the Iron Dome. Uh, but there wasn't a strong response because there's an interest. The Israeli government thinks that there's an interest in uh, subduing the conflict, not not letting it light up, not letting it turn into a conflagration. That's where it's at, and uh, from time to time there's yet another missile that flies out uh, and breaks the ceasefire, and then they try to bring it down, but back down the ceasefire, and everybody wants the situation to somehow, like, 
uh, you know, get back to normal and, and quiet down. And the, the reason that, that the Israeli government thinks this way is because it's a middle ground between doing nothing and then doing something to totally stop this kind of, uh, these kind of, uh, this kind of aggression, which means to basically go into Gaza and take it over yet again and undo what we did in 2005, which was to walk out and subsequently empower the jihad, uh, the jihadists to, to, to shoot these rockets. So Israel's caught in a little bit of a quandary. You know, now that we've given up this land, now that the Hamas is in control there and the Islamic Jihad has free reign, okay, so, so from time to time we have these skirmishes. We know that they prepare for these skirmishes. We know that they're always, you know, their ideology is such to destroy Israel, but we don't want to, like, stir the pot too much. So you have this recurring um, kind of, these recurring kind of skirmishes, and there's really, frankly, there's really no end in sight unless you do something more radical to, to eliminate this problem. But the, the folks at the upper echelons are not ready for that. Right? So, I mean, the truth is, if I would have asked someone like you very early this past week uh, what you would predict, there would be no reason for you to think other than what you just described. This is the M.O. Absolutely. This is the M.O. of the government of Israel, and this is the way they've been operating on this middle ground, so to speak, giving the impression and, to a degree, seriously, you know, securing Israel while at the same time uh, not doing completely what you would expect them to need to do in order to stop these types of situations. Yishai Fleischer with us live via telephone. Where does this whole election thing play into this? There were obviously, um, as you can imagine, <laughs> there, were, there were those who were, uh, who, who were um, attributing uh, the type of reaction that the prime minister had to all of this to his political situation. Do you think any of it was related to that? Netanyahu and the people around them loudly protest any uh, uh, effort to connect this, this military action with the political situation. And of course, you, know, you would you would expect them to say that because it would be you know an anathema for 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 a, for a sitting prime minister to to to, to, to make an operation to kill a, 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 a jihad commander in order to get you know into a, into a better place in terms of uh, politics. Okay, uh, you know, on the one hand, I, I'll have to accept them at their, at their word. On the other hand, um, it is true that one of the interesting things that happened was is that the Arab parties who were negotiating with Gantz came out very strongly against Israel uh, and against the Israeli military action and called it all the names that, that we're used to hearing from them. And this caused Gantz and the blue and white factions have to distance themselves from them. Gantz, we've got to remember, this is a party of generals. He himself as a general has done, you know, many of these type of operations. So he had to distance himself, and this kind of broke apart the center uh, effort to normalize the Arab parties as a partner in Israel, which is a shocking and, and, and revolutionary move, but this kind of undid that. So, uh, you know, would have Netanyahu, did he do it on purpose? I doubt it, but let's put it this way, there has been some political um, value for him to to undermine the Arab parties and therefore undermine the center's uh, effort to attach themselves to the Arab parties and therefore force the, the Blue and White Party to negotiate again with Likud. Or another scenario, which I think is could be likely, uh, is that the one person who's been really the... the, the guy who's turned everything upside down is Lieberman, the, the, Russian, the head of the Russian party. Right. And... He, 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 in, in many ways, one could say 
he's been the cause of both of these recent elections. But and and he has sworn that he won't sit with the ultra orthodox parties, which is kind of ironic since we know that he has excellent relations with the ultra orthodox parties for for the last twenty years. So now, due to uh, to to popular pressure, there is a consideration and there's rumors that Lieberman is thinking about yes joining up with the Haredim, with the ultra orthodox and therefore the Likud, and yes making that natural right-wing bloc, which already exists. So it could be that because the other side, the other side's efforts have broken down, that Lieberman might uh, change his colors yet again and reverse course and, and yes sit with this coalition. I think that there's a, a semi-likelihood of that. What do, you, what do you think when you see Lieberman and Gantz get together mm-hmm. this week and, and almost guarantee that there won't be a third election? You know, Nachum, I'll tell you, I, I you know, I, I work for the Jewish community of Hebron. I, I work to beautify Maratha Machpelah for the Jewish people and for the nations want to connect to the heritage of Abraham. We work to move the story of, of Israel forward. We work to connect American Jewry with Israeli Jewry and never, you know, allow ourselves to get distant from one another. We work on so many things. After a while, you're like, you know, how, how, how much am I going to listen to every... Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like reading People magazine or the Inquirer. Like, you know, after a while, it's like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to listen to every micro rumor and, and try to analyze it. We have what to do. You have what to do. I have what to do to move the project forward. All of us that are listening have what to do. And I think that it's just, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, uh, worry about every press conference. They have their, they have their limitations. They're going to, they have to present the government in the next, you know, few days. Uh, if not, God forbid, we, we might end up going to elections. If we do end up going to elections, I think that what's going to be different is I think people are going to start saying, listen, there's something wrong with the system. There's something messed up with the system uh, that, that we can't get a functioning government going. At the end of the day, we agree on so much. Even even truthfully, blue and white and Likud, in many ways, agree on so much. Right. So if we have a system that that allows these egos to continue to flare up instead of moving forward with running the, doing the business of running our country, then there's something wrong. And I think a third election is going to be, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a system game changer. So something, something is going to have to shift because people are going to say, wait a minute, this has right. gone they'll, too far. They'll, they'll, they'll start paying attention to those who are calling for some type of what... I guess some would call election reform or system reform, as yeah. you just mentioned. Uh, Yishai Fleischer's with us. This is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSingle.com, on the NahumSingle Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Yishai, of course, is an international spokesperson for the holy city of Hebron. They're getting ready for the big Shabbat next Shabbat. Uh, he's also at the Land of Israel Network and uh, writes and broadcasts continuously. Um, all right, so I, I mentioned this earlier, and I need your comment about this, as obvious as it might be. Uh, so we know what the reaction is uh, when Israel uh, goes ahead and eliminates uh, a terrorist who wants to continue uh, his line of work, which is uh, you know killing as many Jews as possible and encouraging others to do so. Uh, so you would think that any freedom, freedom-loving uh, human being on this earth, especially those who are associated with democratic countries, would be enthusiastic about this act and would uh, understand the Israeli reaction and um, and uh, endorse it, so to speak. Yet we see some outrageous reaction to all of this, to the point, I hate to say this, where some people who identify with our community 
mourn the death, and I say that literally because of the way they describe it on their social media, mourn the death when this um, uh, when this uh, uh, terrorist is assassinated by Israel. Your reaction to all of this? They're saying is that we have elements in our community and the Jewish community that have gone to this, let's call it like ultra-left or, or however you want to describe it, a kind of uh, ultra-liberal, or, or I sometimes I like to call it a faux-liberal, like a not really, it's not really liberalism. Mourning the death of a very liberal person who who who, who kills Jews and, and, and suppresses his own people. Something liberal about that. We have we have we have that in our camp, and they've become more vociferous. Uh, they're very good at being loud. But in my experience with with the normative, reform, conservative, liberal synagogues here in the United States uh, and, and Jews around the world, most people really don't believe that at all. I really I, I think that most people are just like. Bad guys got to go. People don't want to kill Jews. You got to get up earlier in the morning and get them first. Israel has to continue to uh, to 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 assert its 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 toughness. That's part of our. That's our. That's our mo. Our classic mo. That's our image, and we have to we have to not be we have to not like scale back from that image. Being a nice guy army is is far inferior to being an army that is you know tough. Ruthless to achieve its goal, which is the security of the state of Israel. Yeah, yeah. We're a post-Holocaust country, right? And we've got to, we've got, we've got to be, and we've got to say that. And and when we say that, people understand that. And <clears throat> the other side, they're going to bark and they're going to do their thing. But um, you know, we I, I, not only do we have to act that way, we have to also internally accept that we have to be that kind of people. We but- have to be tough. Our Israeli army isn't this nice army. I don't like the language of moral army and all that. I don't like that language. It might be true. It is true. But I don't like that language because I think it weakens us. Our army is not there to be a, a nice guy. It's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a friendly police officer. What it is is, 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 a, is a fighting machine dedicated to rooting out today's Nazis. And, uh, and we, we have to be tough vis-a-vis those folks. And, we have to accept that, that image about us. you stand in the holy city of Hebron and welcome groups from around the world, and often you're, uh, you're pelted with questions uh, about apartheid and occupation and, uh, and, and uh, um, uh, an, an irrational response, quote-unquote, or a, uh, 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 too strong of a response, especially in a case like this, like we saw this week. It, I mean, it has to be frustrating for you when you know that Israel is doing what it needs to do, and maybe not even as much as it needs to do, and yet uh, so many around the world, you know, are clouded by their opinion of Jews in Israel, and they can't give an objective point of view about this. Nachum, you're asking something that I think borders uh, really on the philosophical, which is, uh, you know, why do people expect from Jews crazy things? You know, why is there such a uh, an asymmetric kind of expectation of Israel not to defend itself. Um, and my answer to this is that uh, I, I don't allow myself to get too frustrated with that. I don't get frustrated with the people of the world you know, asking or demanding this or that. I get much more frustrated with the way we uh, 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 promote ourselves and perceive ourselves. And I'm always, I'm a big um, advocate for clarity. We should have clarity. Clarity means that we tell people what, what they can expect. They can expect that they shoot one rocket at us, we'll shoot back ten. Okay, say that to people. Be like, we are absolutely, we have zero tolerance for the injury of Jews. Say that. Say that that's our MO. Tell people that we are absolutely not going to stand for that kind of behavior. 
And then when they see it happening, they'll understand where it came from. I, I, I'm not a believer in... I don't think we should be overly nice uh, to, to bad guys. On the other hand, it's also important to understand that, that when we are bad to the bad guys, we actually give a chance for the good guys to, to flourish. And I mean even Arabs who hate the jihad, who want to live in coexistence with Israel. I have many friends like that in Hebron. So it, it, and we learned this, we learned this from Avram Avinu. Just Avram Avinu, on the one hand, has his tent open to everybody. He sees Arabs or Bedouins coming, coming down. He wants them to come in. He wants to feed them. He wants to teach them about God and all that. But at the same time, when the when the four kings kidnap his nephew, he goes to war. He and and, and a ruthless war and defeats his enemies. And that's exactly the the balance that a Middle Easterner. And that's what we are in Israel. We're also a Middle East country. We have to be nice, good to the good guys. And there are now today uh, Sunni Muslims like Saudi Arabia and 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 uh, and and, uh, and uh, United Arab Emirates and other people who are interested in having a relationship with us. Great, we are open-minded to that. We are the we are the first to shake hands if you have your hand out in in, in true relationship and true friendship. Good. On the other hand, when you have bad guys who say uh, uh, without any without confusing the issues, they say they want to destroy Israel, and Israel is a, is a state and has to be destroyed. So, they're, they're today's Nazis, and they have to be taken out. So speak in clarity, and people accept that. People understand it. When you, when you make it clear what you demand, what you expect. Can't thank you enough. Um, I, I would hope at this point that on this Friday, Erev Shabbat in Israel, things are relatively quiet. I know that the students are back in school, and that... Uh, uh, thank God the rockets have, uh, as you described earlier, have uh, things have quieted down, and I hope it stays that way. And nonetheless, at the same time, I'm hoping that Israel is able to uh, continue its pursuit of those who want to kill Jews and those who want to uh, harm those who live in Israel. Ishai, yeah, Israel, Israel, Israel's got to feel itself to be what it is, which is a big country. A big country is a big stick on the block. It's going to be the thing that pushes back on jihadism, which is which is also something that the that, that millions of Arabs want as well. They're tired of their you know money being taken by corruption. They're tired of their kids being suppressed by jihadism. And we we've got to accept upon ourselves the role of being a regional power, especially with the you know Trump doctrine of kind of pulling out of the Middle East. Israel's got to know we've got to care on ourselves, and we also even have to be people that, that the other players in the region can count on to be a solid. Uh, uh, a strong country that does not uh, bend to to those whims. And by the way, you didn't mention another attack. We had you, you only mentioned uh, the, the Gaza rockets attack, but we had another attack. We had another massive attack, and that attack was the European Union deciding that they're going to mark all the products of Judea and Samaria, not Israel, but but you know from occupied West Bank. Right. That's part of the legitimization of the attacks on Israel. You see. Israel is a, is, a, is, a, is an occupier. It, it's an apartheid state, et cetera, et cetera, and therefore it's okay to racketeer it because that's a war of liberation. So the EU gave tremendous uh, 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 you know, backing to the war against us. So we, we, we are fighting two wars, the physical war and the narrative war, and, uh, and uh, the, the enemies are awake. We have to wake up even earlier and get them first.
JM and the AM. Shlomo Katz, Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. It's Erev Shabbos Parshas Vayera here at JM and the AM. Erev Shabbos Parshas Vayera. Candlelighting 418 in New York. 418 candlelighting time. Uh, I want to thank Avrami. He helped me tremendously as we had that glitch toward the end of the Yishai Fleischer conversation. So uh, I apologize that we dropped that on that. But uh, Baruch Hashem, we got the bulk of the conversation in. And I thank Yishai very, very much for joining us. Weekly update returns uh, one week from today on the 22nd of November. Um, 22nd of November will be the next weekly update. Again, that's one week from today. On the app, one of our listeners says, thank you for talking about Israel and the Rockets. Uh, listener Devorah says, anyone who wants to see an open miracle we experience this week, search YouTube for Kvish 4. In Hebrew, Kvish Arba, and view a rocket falling on a busy highway in Israel and missing every car by a millisecond. Hodul Hashem Kitov. Yeah, that's an understatement. That is an understatement. Uh, Friday morning, era of Shabbos. Rabbi Yudin coming up in a second. I remind you, by Dr. Mayor Soloveitchik tomorrow night at um, at the Tamatora of Flatbush on Coney Island Avenue. That's part of their lecture series, which kicks off at this time of year on the Saturday nights, uh, and they have amazing speakers, and they have uh, really incredible and uh, and wonderful presentations every single week. So check it out. Tomatora Flappish tomorrow night, or by Dr. Mayor Soloveitchik is the special guest speaker in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, we will have, um, uh, we will have uh, Naomi Nachman at 9 a.m. with a special supersized table for two from Kosher Fest. Erev Shabbos show with Mark Zamek will be at 10.30 Eastern Time, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Erev Shabbos music mix all day. Avrami and Rabbi Eliezer's Wickler tomorrow night at 9 p.m. for Saturday Night Siegel. Here on NSN, uh, 7 a.m. Sunday morning, it's Matis with JM Sunday here on NSN, and we get back here Monday morning with JM and the AM, and I hope you'll be tuned in. This time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, Rabbi Spiritual Leader Emeritus. <laughs> Congregation Shomrei Torah, Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayera. Vayera is nothing less than an extraordinary Parsha. It teaches us of some of the special midos, qualities, and greatness of Avram Avinu beginning with his extraordinary Hachnosas Orchim, his welcoming guests, his looking for guests. They didn't come to him, he's looking for them. And the idea is that one could argue and say, oh my goodness, what a waste of effort. If after all, unbeknownst to Avraham, the three angels dressed and guised as uh, men... Abram prepares for them, and the Torah says that Abram was standing while they were, quote, sitting under the tree by Yochelu, and they ate. And Rashi says, come on, nirin ka'ochlim. They pretended and faked it as if they were eating. So one could claim, oh my goodness, what a waste. And the answer is no. Every morning we say, towards the end of Pesuket Zimra, the passage by Yivarech David, 
And we cite from the book of Nehemiah the verse, Ato Hashem Elokim, you are God, Asher bi Avram, who chose Avram, you took him out of the city or the place or Kazdim. And some say that this is a hint to the furnace of Kazdim that Abram was thrown into and saved. The Samtoshmo Avraham. And you gave him the name Avraham. And you found his heart. Completely trustworthy and loyal to you. And therefore, even though the Malachim did not actually eat, the fact that Avram put his complete, total heart and soul, all his energy, into this Hachnosas uh, Orchim, this welcoming of the guests, it was looked upon upstairs, Machshava Tova, a good deed, God looks upon it as if it actually happened. And similarly, the parsha concludes with the act of Avram Avinu at the Akedah. And once again, one can say, wait a minute, nothing happened. Because after all, the Akedah was, quote, called off at the last minute by God. And yet, I remind you of the verse at the end of the book of Vayikra, at the end of the Tokhacha in Bichul Kosai, the Torah says that even after all the tragedies that will be for you, chapter 26 of Vayikra, Pasuk 42, Hashem says, I'll remember my covenant with Yaakov. And also my covenant with Yitzchak. And also my covenant with Abraham will I remember. And the land I'll remember. So we have four pronouns here, but three times the words remember. The word remember is used with Yaakov, it's used with Avraham, it's used with the land, and not with Yitzchak. And Rashi takes note of this, and he says, Velama, why do we not find the term Zechira, remembrance by Yitzchak? Ella, and Rashi answers, Aforo shall Yitzchak, literally, the ash of Yitzchak, Nirelefonai appears before me, Tsovur Umunach Alhamizbeach. It is scattered and it is placed on the altar on high with Hashem. God looked upon it as if the Akedah actually happened, because once again, Avram's total commitment and sincerity. So I'd like to focus on. That phrase, Umatsasa Eslavavo, you found his heart, Ne'eman, trustworthy, loyal, Lefanecha. And I'd like to focus on an additional aspect as found in the Parsha, pointed out in an essay in the Sum Derech, whereby let's focus 
for a moment on the marital disagreement between Avram and Sarah. The Torah tells us that Sarah comes to Avram after she sees Yishmael Mitzachik, that he was clearly a negative influence on um, Yitzchak. So she says to Avram, Goresh, literally, chase out, banish. It's not a soft term. It's a rather harsh term. Get rid of Ha'amahazos v'espinah, this woman and her, uh, come on, and her son, the slave woman and her son. And what does the Torah tell us in chapter 21, Pasuk Yud Aleph 11, Vayera HaDavar Ma'od B'Nei Avraham. The matter greatly distressed Avraham. It doesn't simply say Vayera HaDavar, it was bad, but Ma'od, greatly. Al Odos Pino, regarding his son. To Avraham, he looked at Yishmael literally as his son. Moreover, if we fast forward to the opening verse of the Akedah, so what does Hashem say to Avraham? Okay, Kachna, please take Bincha, your son, as Yechidcha, your only one, Asher Ahavto, that you love. So for each of these, Rashi tells us how Avram responds to God. Take your son, which son? I have two. Es Yechidcha, your only one. Each one is only, quote, to their mother. Asher Ahavta, that you love. And what does Avram answer to God? Wait a minute. I love both. Shneem Ani Ohev. So Avram had an incredible love to Yishmael. And now, oh my goodness, when the Torah tells us that Avram finds this exceedingly uh, bad to accept this uh, decree of Sarah. So Hashem steps in and Hashem says, don't feel bad, rather call Asher Tomar Ilecha Sarah Shma Bukola. What does that mean? Everything. Now what's the everything? So the Torah tells us that Vayashkeim Abraham Baboker Avram literally gets up early the next morning, and what does he do? He takes bread, a canteen of water, and he gives it to Hagar, and the child, which many say he was approximately a teenager, 16, 17, and he sends her away. And wait a second, Rashi says, that he gives her bread and water. Velo kesef is of. Avram is a very rich man. He doesn't give gold and silver. Why? Listen to the Rashi. Rashi says that as a result of God siding with Sarah, Avram now was transformed. The emotion at this time from his love to the H word. When I was a young child, 
my mommy wouldn't let me say the H word, but here from hatred, from love to hatred, that is umatsasa eslavavo nemanlefanecha. This is the incredible loyalty of Avram Avinu. And the Eben Ezra picks up on this, and I quote, he says that, and I'll translate to save time, on the verse that he takes the water and the bread, he says, many question this, how could Avram chase away his son empty-handed? Where is his generosity? And he says very clearly that Avram's loyalty to God in following all which Hashem commanded him, had he given money, servants, other provisions to Hagar and Yishmael, it would have been Shalom Birtzon Sarah. It would not have been in keeping with Sarah's wishes, and therefore he would not have listened to God who told him, call whatever Sarah says in this regard, listen to her. And afterwards he says, take note, come back next week. After Sarah dies, then the Torah tells us at the end of Parshas, Chayisara, that he gives the Matanos to the children of Yishmael. This idea of Avram having this capacity to show complete control over his emotions. Take a look at the Akedah very quickly. You want to guess how many times the Torah says the word Bini or Beno? After all, there are no extra words in the Torah. So in Gimel by the Akedah, Torah tells us in the morning he gets up and he takes Yitzchak, I don't know who he is. Oh, the Torah says, I'll tell you. Yitzchak Bino, his son. And in Pasuk Vav, he gives Yitzchak to carry the wood. Who's carrying it? Vayasem al Yitzchak. Which Yitzchak? The Torah says Bino. And let's go slowly when Yitzchak is asking him the question. Abba. And he says, Hineni Bini. Here I am, my son. And he asks, where is the Seth? Where is the animal for the offering? That's the third time he refers to him as Bini. And in Pasuk Ches, when he answers him, Elokim God will show us the appropriate animal, the appropriate being for the offering. Bini, just in case you forgot who he was talking to. And Vayakod, he Binds Yitzchak, which Yitzchak? Bino. And Vayikaches Amacheles, he takes the knife, Lishchot Es, who do you think he's going to slaughter? So count one, two, three, four, five, six times before the actual Akedah, six times the Torah reminds us of the relationship between Avram and Yitzchak to show the incredible emotion that the father has and still, and look at the Pasuk itself, Vaishlach Avraham is Yodo, Avraham literally stretches forth 
his hand, and he takes the knife, this is Pasuk Yud in chapter 22. Now I ask you, how did you expect Avram to hold the knife? With his teeth, with his foot? Come on, what's the extra words? And he sent his hand. The answer is because Avram loves Yitzchak, and it's going against his nature. His hand just didn't want to move. His hand didn't want to go. It's as if it was paralyzed. And he had to send the special message. No, I've got to do this, and I can do this. Why? Just think about it, my friends. Where does a Jew have the capacity that when he, God forbid, buries a relative a day or two before Yom Tov, and he sits Shiva just a day or two, and then he gets up, and how does he go from mourning to Yom Tov, to Vesamach, to Bechagecha, it's because Avraham, Avinu, gives us this capacity. When the Torah says, Lo Sikom Velo Sitor, I'm warning you, just because somebody was, forgive me, mean to you, you are not permitted to conduct yourself and say, well, you weren't nice to me, I wasn't, I'm not going to be nice to you. This might be the nature of man, but the Torah demands of us that we go against our nature. And even if you should give it to him, and when he didn't give it to you, but you're going to, quote, have the grudge against him and say, ah, oh, you didn't give it to me. And I, No, even that is against the law. Where does the Jew have this capacity to literally have such incredible control over his emotions, and the answer is, it comes from this week's parsha, Umutsasa es levavo God found Avram's heart genuine, loyal, and the ability of the Jew to have such loyalty to Hashem is something that we have to derive each year from Parshas Vayera. When they say Shver, this is what they meant. But Avram Avinu gives us the capacity to overcome our nisyonos of life. Shabbat Shalom to all. Oh,
Morning, JM in the AM on this era of Shabbos Parshas Vayera, candle lighting at 418 in New York. Uh, big thank you to everybody for tuning in and making this an amazing week. Remember, tonight is the yard site of um, those who were murdered last week, last year rather, in the uh, largest attack on the Jewish community in the history of the United States of America. Uh, tonight is the yard site. Try your best to commemorate in some way over Shabbos. And remember those from Pittsburgh. We had an amazing time at the JCC in Pittsburgh Wednesday when we broadcasted and uh, spoke about what happened a year ago and the resilience of the community. And I, I cannot, uh, I cannot praise enough the efforts of those of all backgrounds uh, to get along as best as possible, both in the Jewish community and the general community in a in a town like Pittsburgh. I know a lot of people. In the uh, in other areas of the U.S. outside of New York and New Jersey, uh, do appreciate this, and in some parts of New York and New Jersey, it's also uh, there are also major efforts made. Uh, but this was unique. This was unique to see it last year the way we did, it, to see it again this year, a year later, was really unique. And thanks everybody for their comments about uh, about everything we did this week regarding uh, Pittsburgh and all the special programming that we had. Um, we did get cut off, listener Devorah points out, we did get cut off from Yishai's interview when we asked him where he is for Shabbos. He's down in Florida speaking this Shabbos, and next Shabbos, of course, he'll be back in Hebron for Shabbat Chayei Sarah. So that is uh, Yishai Fleischer's plan for this weekend and next, and we thank him for joining us this morning here at JM the AM. The weekly update with Malcolm Holmline will return one week from today here at JM in the AM. So uh, make sure to be uh, tuned in next week, and we'll go through all the all the uh, information about the uh, about what's happening in Israel and the Jewish world uh, next week, right here at JM in the AM. Uh, on this erev Shabbos, Parshas Vayera, I remind you that our friends at Art Scroll have Rav Chaim Kanievsky's. Brand new book on Chumash Brachas, Rav Chaim Kanievsky on Chumash Brachas, 15% off and free shipping if you use the promo code RADIO. Go to artscroll.com, go to artscroll.com, 15% off and free shipping if you use the promo code RADIO. Rav Chaim Kanievsky on Chumash Brachas is now available. Again, all those discounts and free shipping if you use the promo code RADIO. Go to artscroll.com for details. Here is Rav Shlomo Kalbach.
There he is, Rib Shlema. Time to say good Shabbos on this era of Shabbos Parshas Vayera. It's Journeys at JM in the AM.
Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Round the world, the web, and NachumSingle.com on the NachumSingle Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up another amazing week for us here at JM in the AM. And I thank all of you for tuning in. Uh, Naomi Nachman, brand new table for two, supersized, is next until 1030. Mark Zamek and the Arab Shabbos Show, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem, 10.30 this morning, Eastern Time. 1.30 p.m., the Arab Shabbos Music Mix. Harry Rothenberg video blog, all coming up. Music Mix brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Tomorrow night, Avrami and uh, Rabbi Eliezer Zwickler with Saturday Night Siegel at 9 o'clock. Matis with JM Sunday, Sunday between 7 and 9 a.m., here on NSN. And Monday morning, we are back right here at JMNAM. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Great weekend. Till Monday, Nahum Single reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.